welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read the second parasha of the book of Devarim, the fifth book of the Torah, uh, with parasha Vaishhanan, which, um, which really this book of the Torah is written by Moshe Rabbeinu. It's his farewell address to the Jewish people before he passes away. And uh, <clears throat> there is a verse in this Torah portion that says, Ve'yadata hayom You shall know today and return unto your hearts. And this seems redundant, as the Torah has already stated something similar before, in which it says, Hata ladas, you have been shown to know. So why it must further state, you shall know today? If it's already the Torah has already told us that we have to know, why is it being so redundant and saying you have to know today? It's like urgent, right? So first we have to understand the mitzvah of the Shema Israel. It's uh, the mitzvah again is repeated in this parasha before the Jewish people enter the land of Israel. And this mitzvah of the Shema Israel was given to the Jewish people for the first time at Matan Torah, when Hashem gave the Jewish people the Ten Commandments, right after He gave them the Ten Commandments, He gave them the mitzvah of Shema Israel. So, why does the verse mention the mitzvah as the conclusion of the verses discussing the Jewish people entering Eretz Israel to, to tell them to say the Shema Israel, that it is an obligation for them to say the Shema Israel. And, um, and we have to understand that what this is telling us is that the mitzvah of Shema Israel really is very ingrained in every Jew. Because Shema Israel, what it really is, is an acknowledgement that God is everything. This is what it is. Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Ehad. Listen, Israel, Shema Israel, the same infinite God, Yudke Vavke, is Elokim. Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu. It's Elokeinu means the finite God. And uh, in Gematria, it's the same Gematria, same numerical value as the word Teva, which means nature. So what it's saying is that nature is God. Hashem Ehad is one. It's one. And this is the fundamental uh, belief of every Jew in their life, they have to really believe this, that God is everything. I walk down the streets and I always say, Einod Milvado, Hashem is everything. There's nothing separate, than, nothing different than God. So we have to see that the mitzvah of Shema, it's not only a mitzvah that is subjected to a person's body, to the person, to himself, but it's also connected to the land of Israel. It's not only about you, it's also connected to the land of Israel. And the land of Israel and the Jew are one. The Torah, the Jew, and the land of Israel is really one. When you are missing one of the three, you're not complete. A Jew needs to have Torah and the, land of, and the love of the land of Israel. The land of Israel needs to have the Jew and the Torah. And the Torah needs to have the Jew and the land of Israel. If we're missing one, we're completely discomplete. So to understand all this difference between 
eh, the knowledge of God, das of God, and the muna, the belief in God. It's two different things. One thing is to believe, have a muna, faith, and another thing is to have knowledge of God. Eh, and so here, the Alter Rebbe in this mimer of Lihutei Torah, he says, das elokei avija, know the God of your father. And uh, so here we see also that we are commanded to know Hashem. It's an obligation for us to get to know God. How do we get to know God? Through the Torah. The Torah is not only his will of what he wants from us, but it's also his wisdom. So we can come to understand what he wants and his wisdom. And through learning Torah and doing mitzvot, we get connected to the knowledge of God. We know what he wants. And then it says, Vayaminu bat Hashem. And you shall believe in God. Not only we have to have knowledge of God, we have to believe in God. It's a, myth, it's a mitzvah, it's a commandment. It's not something that you say, I don't believe. No, you have to work on believing. It's your obligation as a Jew to believe in Hashem. We are believers, children of believers. So the question is, what are we commanded to believe? What do we have to believe and what are we commanded to know? What do we have to believe in and what do we have to know? So if one knows why, eh, call it faith. If you have knowledge of God, why would you need faith? Why would you have a munah? If you know something, you, you already believe in it, right? A doctor that is a, I don't know, a plastic surgeon and he knows how to fix a face, he doesn't need to believe that he can fix the face. He knows he can be, be, fix the face. But how, why would he need to believe? Because he knows that at the end of the day, the one that gives him the, the blessing to be able to fix that face is God. He can ruin it too. So if one believes, then he doesn't need to know. If you're a firm believer, you have this blind faith in your life, why would you need to know? Like, there's people who are very simple people. They just believe. In their head, they wouldn't even imagine there's no God. So why do I need to know if I already believe? So there's a discerning person, it says the Albert Rebbe, a discerning person who takes the time to contemplate Hashem's creation, knows that Hashem created the world, and continues to create the world. So Hashem not only created the world, but he recreates it at every instant. He makes it be existing. He could, if we would stop recreating the world, we would cease to exist. So just as each person knows he's alive and feels his existence, like I know I'm here, I can feel myself, my back hurts, it reminds me that I'm alive, right? I'm talking, I hear my voice. And, and I know I'm here actually without seeing my neshama, my soul. I don't, I don't, I don't feel my soul. It's, it's somewhere. I, I'm not thinking about it, right? So too does the world screaming testimony of the lifers within it. So even though we're not 24 hours a day thinking about God and his creation and he's recreating it and the existence, we know it's there. So... We see life in the world. We see that things happen. Like you see the, the seasons. There's a spring, summer, fall, and, 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 and winter. And you see that all that cycles. And you think the world is finished when winter comes. There's no, no green leaves in the trees. 
But you know that eventually spring comes and every blo everything blooms again. You know, it's there, you know it's gonna happen. So we see life in the world. This is one of the ways in which we get knowledge from the world where we can get our faith in the world when we see that the spheres are in constant motion, the wind blows, we see that the plants grow, we see that the sun rises in the east and sets on the west every day. So how does this happen? Who is moving the world? Who is moving everything? How can everything be so perfect? So this proves that there's existence of spiritual force. There's a spiritual force. This proves there has to be an intelligent being behind all this. This didn't happen just because. Some people today, they believe, they're firm believers, their religion is uh, the Big Bang. That's their religion. They, that, that's their faith. That's, there was an explosion and things just became. How can you believe this? If you're an intelligent person and you put one plus one is two, and you know there's intelligence, how can you believe that such a perfect creation was made out of an accident? It's impossible. So you know that if you spill your ink in a paper, it's not gonna write a book. You need to have the person behind it that is gonna put their ideas in the paper, they're gonna put their handwriting in the paper. It's not gonna happen just by itself. So how can you believe that such a perfection of a world where everything is running perfectly was created by an accident. It can't be. So the second thing that we need to contemplate on is that if there's a creation, there has to be a creator. And there's a designer's trademark. There's a designer. When you go into the shopping mall and you see the different designers, each one has a different trademark. You know Kate Spade, it's lines and polka dots and, 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 and white and black. And she has her, she had her very distinct uh, trademark. Or you go into, um, into Gap, they have a trademark. Wherever you go, any designer house has a trademark, has something special that you know, oh, that's, that's a Ferragamo. I know, I know that little bow in the shoe. It's a Ferragamo. So designers, uh, Hashem is a designer. He created the world. It has a trademark. Existence of time proves also that there is a being, a higher being, because time by definition must have a beginning and it never would be, a, 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 if there would never be a present if there's no time. There would be no past, present, and future. And time is something that is given to this world of Asiya, this world of action where we live. This is a place where there's space and time. In the other worlds, in the other realms, there's no time and space. This is a creation of this world. And the fourth thing that we have to, to, to analyze and discern on is that everything that has a cause has an effect. That's how life runs. If you smoke, God forbid, in a few years, you're gonna have problems breathing. If you eat a lot, you're gonna get fat. If you put your hand in the fire, you're gonna burn. There's cause and effect. Hashem created the system. So only the recognition of an infinite being, which is by definition causeless, because Hashem has no cause. He was, he is, and he will be. He's infinite. There's nothing that created him. The world was created ex nihilo. He created everything from nothing. And this is a capacity that Hashem has that we don't have. If you want to create something, you need the materials to create it. 
you cannot uh, create a brick from nothing. You need the sand and the water. And the sand and the water were given to us by Hashem. They were created out of nothing. You cannot create it yourself. So the, the, we see here that Hashem has an effect, but he has no cause. This is the only being in the world, in our reality, that has an effect, but has no cause. And uh, this would make us believe that there is a creator. So regarding God's existence, which has no cause, we are commanded to contemplate and integrate the reality of God's existence on the cognitive level of our brain. Like intellectually, we need to acknowledge that he exists. We have to work this brain, this sehel he gave us, to come to that conclusion. That's why we're intelligent. He gave us intelligence. We're the only beings in the world that has intelligence. Animals don't have intelligence. They have um, uh, an instinctive intelligence that was given to them. Like, it's like an animalistic intelligence. But they don't have the intelligence of a human being. A human being can sit down and understand and, and sit down and say, why is this like this and why is that like that? A, a, a dog will never build a house. It, it, he has no capacity for that. Right? So one is required to deeply connect his soul with, his real, with this reality by contemplating it in a vivid and an, in a, in a, in an animating method until he begins to actually experience the reality of, his pres, of, his, of Hashem's presence before him. This is something we have to work on. We have to be constantly working on it. When you go out into the street and you feel a wind coming into you, Acknowledge Hashem is giving you fresh air. Thank you, Hashem. Or a beautiful flower is blooming after winter. Wow. Thank you, Hashem. You give us hope. You give us beauty. So there's a parable of oxygen that the Alter Rebbe gives us that oxygen is a necessity to be able to survive. Like if you cannot breathe, you'll die. And you, a person can go throughout his whole life not breathing, not thinking about his breath. He can go, since the day he's born till the day he's dying, he can, not, he can go through not thinking that he needs to breathe to live. It's just something that happens. It's there all the time. So it's not something that he acknowledges. But if you put that person in a bathtub and you dip his head in the bathtub and he can't breathe, at that moment, his breath, his oxygen will become something very, very, very much alive and very important. The same way, our soul, we can go through our whole lives without feeling our soul because we're so busy taking care of our looks and we're just neglected that we can go through our whole life without feeling that part of us or even God. Until one day, boom, something happens and then you're questioning yourself and why did this happen to me? What did I do? And that's when you begin acknowledging what you have in your life. So faith is um, is something that we need to have to be able to come to the to the conclusion that Hashem exists. It's something that we need. That's emunah. Emunah is to acknowledge God. It's to know that He is running the show. That is faith. And then the das, the knowledge, is part of our responsibility to know what He wants from us. Why, why he created the world? What's our purpose in this world? Why, why does he want us to live as Jewish people? What, why did he give us the Torah and the mitzvot? What is this whole purpose of this? And that's our job. We have to work and come to that 
understanding of that knowledge of God, knowing what he wants, that he created the world with a purpose. There's a purpose for it. So know that there is a mitzvah to comprehend God's existence in this world. And there's a mitzvah of emunah only relates to his powers and capabilities. So this is emunah. It's to know that he runs the world. And then we need time, we need to take time to internalize our faith and knowledge of God's existence. This is a job. We need to learn. We need to learn Torah. We need to do mitzvot. And we need to think about it for a few minutes a day. We should sit every day and think about it for a minute and make it part of our reality. And we'll see how this will affect our natural existence and our service to God. And so I leave you here. I wish you a good week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.